This is Agile Storytime with David Ritter. Leaders say the darndest things. The words spoken by leaders matter a great deal. In this episode, we'll share stories of things leaders have said to their organizations that have either helped or hindered their transformation efforts. Listeners in the United States of a certain age may recognize the etymology of this episode's title. Art Linkletter was a radio and television personality who hosted popular variety shows in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s. He's perhaps best known for segments on the program House Party, where he interviewed young children, often with surprising and humorous results. This concept was later the basis for a series called Kids Say the Darndest Things, you never knew what a child might say in response to a simple question. What's the first thing a fireman does when the four-alarm bell rings? He pulls up his pants. What would you do first if you were president? Keep my mouth shut. Spell uh, art. R-A-T. How do words create impact? How do they persuade? We turn to ancient wisdom for the answer. In Aristotle's treatise on rhetoric, circa 340 BCE, he cites three core elements of speech that underlie persuasion. The first, and perhaps the most natural to most listeners, is logos, the logic of the argument and the facts on which it is based. However, we know that logic alone often fails to persuade. Next is ethos, the character of the speaker, real or perceived. We're persuaded because of who is speaking. This is clearly powerful with charismatic leaders and the founders of cults. The last is pathos, the emotion or passion with which the argument is made. Factual, credible speech is unlikely to be remembered if the audience is asleep. So persuasive speech is factual and logical, delivered by credible, trusted people with sincerity and passion. Failure to meet any one of these standards will undermine the impact of the words. Ethos, credibility, accrues to leaders who say what they mean and mean what they say. Demonstrating commitment through action is key to creating the context for change. As Werner Erhard said, context is decisive. As Yves Morieu and Peter Tolman wrote in the BCG publication Six Simple Rules, human behavior is strategic. The context in which people work provides the good reasons for how they behave. If a leader says, we value entrepreneurial thinking and collaboration, but in practice rewards rote planning and empire building, they do not have ethos. We spent time with a large company that was on its fourth attempt at adopting Agile. Most people felt that the program could safely be ignored since all of the previous attempts had been abandoned amid constantly shifting and often conflicting management priorities. There was no trust to form the basis for persuasion, but one executive crystallized the root of the problem in a way that the senior team could act upon. They said, now I understand that for us, the leadership team, alignment is the work. This phrase, alignment is the work, was an axiom for providing more consistent and reliable vision and priorities to the organization. At a retail client, another executive recently said something seemingly perfect in a workshop with their team. They said, I'd like all of you, individually or as a group, to tell me what behaviors you need me to practice in order to best support you. This sort of openness and willingness to learn is exemplary. 
but you might guess how many of the team members took them up on the offer. Zero. Based on their prior experience with this executive, they felt that telling them to micromanage less was unlikely to have any impact and could put their own standing at risk. In the midst of a complex top-down agile transformation, a highly credible, passionate leader said to their entire organization something that was factually not true, a failure of logos. At an all-hands meeting, they pronounced that in Agile, it doesn't matter who you report to. Now, this was well-intentioned. Most of the time and attention of individuals should be focused on their working team, which doesn't include their traditional boss. The manager in Agile serves mainly to enable the teams. The leader wanted people to let go of the idea that their boss would be telling them what to do on a daily basis. But managers are also critically important to each person's development and career progression, to building capabilities and to maintaining alignment across teams. Managers typically still sign the checks and the performance reviews. So it matters very much to whom I report. Because this leader was credible and passionate, this unfortunate statement had wide ranging bad consequences. Managers felt they were irrelevant. Others felt they were at sea, unsure to whom they had to be accountable. Regrettable attrition among some key managers occurred and the resulting confusion took months to correct. Leaders' words sometimes unwittingly reveal their pathos, a term which Aristotle uses to mean passion, but today is more often defined as a quality that invokes sadness. A head of product development on observing their agile teams was heard to say, I'm not sure everyone knows what's going on and who needs to do what. We need more shepherds. A bit of silence followed as people realized they still view employees as sheep. Fortunately, we've also seen examples where leaders get this all right. In another example, an executive invoked the passion of their organization by stating that current course and speed are insufficient. What got us here won't get us to where we need to be. They backed this up by citing the success of their competitors' product offerings. They enhanced their own credibility by admitting the mistakes they had personally made that contributed to the shortfall. They said what they were going to do differently, empowering teams, insisting on collaboration, refusing to tolerate finger-pointing between departments. The context for change thus created was powerful. In transformations, we emphasize one critical and very practical technique for transforming a leader's speech. We coach them to shift from statements to questions. More specifically, we encourage them to ask powerful questions. A powerful question asks why or how or what. The answer is never yes or no, but requires thought. Great questions embody agile principles and provide obvious pointers to appropriate behavior. For example, to connect work to purpose and forge an unbroken chain of why, ask, how does your work relate to our strategy? To offer trust in exchange for transparency, ask, what have you achieved? What have you learned in the process? To drive a consistent focus on value, ask, how are we measuring and demonstrating success? To encourage experimentation and iteration, ask, how do you know it'll work? What experiments have you run? How have the results of those experiments informed or changed your future plans? To remove obstacles and challenges, ask, what do you need to move faster? In contrast, consider this more typical question recently observed from an executive. Can you guarantee that the product will ship in January? What real confidence can come from an answer of yes? What's actionable in an answer of no? Empowerment doesn't mean abdication. Agile should strengthen accountability, not weaken it. 
if a team is unable or unwilling to give credible, factual, and passionate answers to powerful questions, then there's likely something amiss. In a previous episode, we talked about the essential need for leaders to be close to the work. One vital and specific practice in this regard is the attendance of senior people at sprint review ceremonies. We also noted that it's necessary to coach these executives on how to behave in such a meeting. The core approach to their participation lies in their ability to ask powerful questions and respond constructively to the answers. We challenge leaders to say the darndest things. Darned factual, darned credible, darned passionate. Practice the art of the powerful question and learn from the answers from your teams. Please follow Agile Storytime for more informative, insightful, and inspiring stories. This is a podcast from Boston Consulting Group. For more information on enterprise agility, go to on.bcg.com slash agile.